Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here again. If you're a repeat listener and you've listened to the show before, then thank you for coming back. It's great to have you as part of the team. If you're a new listener and this is the first time you're tuning into the show, welcome. I would suggest that you should go through the existing episodes of the show to find out what sort of topics are being discussed and to find the kind of episode that tickles your fancy. There's been a whole load of stuff discussed in terms of consciousness, ancient civilizations, dreaming, personal experiences of mine, awakening journeys, dimension hopping, all kinds of stuff. So there's definitely something in there for you if you're into these kinds of topics. Have a look, go through the episodes. They've all got really long detailed descriptions of the content that's within. So find something for yourself and get involved. Enjoy some of the other episodes. This week I'd just like to talk about a couple of things. We're going to keep it quite loose and see where this goes. I went camping at the weekend. I went to a really lovely camping spot about an hour away from the city and it had a sort of a hostel kind of hippie vibe. There was a lot of people there and people just kind of living communally, a lot of families, a lot of people who I think actually live there, you know, they spend their whole time there. Um, they had some amenities, showers, chemical toilets and stuff like that, which, which does which does make a big difference. Um, if you've ever done just full on wilderness camping, it's a hugely different thing. Um, but there was a really nice lake there. It was a very beautiful place. And it was about 40 degrees Celsius, which is kind of crazy for Europe anyway. And uh, it was a little bit difficult to exist at times because of the heat. You're just kind of foggy in the mind and not really all there. But as soon as it cooled down a little bit towards the evenings or you found a nice bit of shade or you jumped in the lake or whatever, it was a really, really nice place to be, very relaxing. And I was thinking about how important it is and how vital it is to get out into nature and just to actually feel what it's like to be in exposed to the elements, you know, barefoot, walking around, getting your feet dirty, getting your hands dirty, sweating, jumping into a lake or some, some water, really feeling the heat and the sun and going and fetching your water for the camp and cooking something with uh, people around you and so on. We had one night of the three that was really, really clear. So it was beautiful watching up at the sky. And I couldn't help but think when I was looking at the sky, like this is, when you have a clear sky above your head and you're in the middle of nowhere, you're in a kind of camping situation and you're in some wilderness, 
it's just so humbling when you look up into the sky and you can see all of the stars, all of the moving stars, the moon, just how incredibly bright and intense it is. And then you can even see on a really clear day, like the Milky Way, the actual backdrop of more and more stars. It looks almost like a sea of little white specks all over the sky. And you can't help but be humbled at a time like that when you look up and you see all of that. It makes me think about the researchers like <clears throat> Jordan Maxwell and Santos Bonacci and all these other people who talk about the ancient texts and the myths and legends and religions of the world and how they all are different ways of describing essentially the dance of the gods that's happening in the sky all the time. The movement of the stars, the way they interact with each other, how things change from age to age, epoch to epoch, what we consider a year, and then obviously the great year, which is over 25,000 years, you know, calendar years. And it seems like there was a very clear picture of the sky from ancient peoples. They seem to have a really, really clear understanding of how it all works up there, building these incredible monuments just to monitor and track, predict, perhaps, muse over the movements of the sky. All of the stone circles, all of the dolmens and all of these sky observatories and incredible structures all over the world where it seems like the prime focus was to look up into the sky and to look at the stars. So here I am, one single chunk of this collective consciousness, let's say, looking up at the sky with just my mind blown, you know, it's got this, all of this extra meaning and all of this extra history in addition to being just the thing that I'm looking at as well. I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, oh, cool, that looks like a shape. Wow, look at this star, following it around and all that. This is kind of the mechanical first first pass feeling I get when I look up. And then there's all this other deep stuff that, that kind of follows, thinking about all of the history and all of the people and all of the different creatures that have looked up into the sky and made their requests to the universe and thought about what it's all about and all of this stuff so I couldn't help but get a little bit deep and reflective as you can tell um quick side note it's still very hot so I have a small fan running in the background I hope it's not too disturbing I'll do my best to edit it out in the post-production but I just cannot sit here without having a little bit of a breeze on my face it is way too hot um and yeah, that was great. Uh, it felt really good to kind of reconnect to nature a little bit. I do live in the city and I could be doing more to make the most of the parks and the lakes and so on that are very, very close. But this was actually proper wilderness and it felt really good to be out there. I looked into a little bit this uh, subject called grounding. I don't, I don't know if I subscribe to it yet. I haven't done enough research or practical application of this concept in my life to know that it works or to feel like strongly about it either way. But I have heard about this thing called grounding, which is where if you spend a certain amount of time 
in contact with the earth. So, for example, you're walking and you take your shoes off and you stand on grass and you just actually feel the grass on your feet. Or if you lean against a tree, you know, skin on tree, or put your hands up against a tree, that you are in some way connecting to the nature of that object. You are in some way grounding yourself into the earth, essentially. And this can have very positive results if you do it regularly. I can look at that as a, a practical application. Like, let's say, if you're someone who's doing that often, you're just making the point to go to a park or to go to a lake or to go to a, a, a piece of the forest or wherever it is that you live, and you purposefully take your shoes off, <coughs> take your top off, and walk around a little bit and kind of feel connected to the ground, I feel like you don't even need to go too deep and esoteric to see that that, that would be a benefit. Because, first of all, you're taking the time out there to do something for yourself, something meditative, something contemplative. And then, if you're willing to open your mind and really think about uh, the kind of more deep, speculative side of it, I can also see how that would make sense, that you are connecting with something that is there all the time, that you don't normally connect with. We're always wearing shoes. We're usually wearing socks and shoes. These kind of rubber objects that we just sort of put our feet into. We just stuff them in and then the feet kind of just bounce around in this weird rubber tube cushioned by the sock and the sole and so on. And it's only when you actually take your shoes off and you walk around, you realize all of the little muscles in your foot, the little bones, the little ligaments, they're not very trained because they don't have to be. You just kind of throw them around in these weird rubber plastic tubes. So I think there might be something to that. And I'll be doing a lot more of that from now on. I really felt a, a short term benefit. And as you know, I'm very open minded and I'll try to apply all of these principles in my life and share essentially how it goes. And if anyone out there is listening and you have a nice piece of nature or a lake or a, a, a jungle or a stream or a, some kind of a place that you, you could go and enjoy some nature and you want to give it a try, then by all means do. I also wanted to talk a little bit about, um, I've mentioned a lot how there was a time in my life where I was doing a very specific game. I was following a certain set of goals and a certain set of rules that I thought I should be following. So I changed tack, I completely pivoted, and this has been covered at length in many of the previous episodes, especially early on in the show. Um, but essentially I moved away from the corporate chasing and startups and 
going up the ladder in these these sorts of businesses. I've moved away from that world into a more um, independent, self-employed, creative, entertainment-based career and existence. (coughs) And with that came obviously a lot of sacrifices. You know, you sacrifice financially in the beginning. Um, I left my family, I moved to a new country, I've learned a new language, all of these things. But one of the things that I've mentioned before is that when you are doing something in the world, in my experience, you're playing a game, you're doing a thing. I was in that game, I was playing by the rules of that game and doing what I could within those within that framework. And it didn't work out for me because when I looked around, I could see people playing their own version of the game and excelling. And I was always wondering, like, how is this person doing so well? Like, they're just killing it. And it's the only reason is because they actually wanted to be in that game. So they wanted to be in that game. They're fulfilling their dreams and their passions, and they're just doing that every day. Whereas for me, in the game that I wasn't happy to be in, I was just going through the motions and not fulfilling my passions and dreams, just fulfilling what I thought were my passions and dreams or what I was kidding myself into thinking was my main goal. You know, this idea of getting a mortgage, buying a house, going up in a corporate ladder, all of that stuff was what I thought I wanted to do. And it wasn't actually in the end. I was relatively good at it considering it wasn't my passion, but that's it. If it's not your passion, then you're just, it's it's an empty pursuit, ultimately, when you boil it right down to the bare bones. So one thing I think that doesn't change when you swap attack and you go for a different goal is that you always come across hurdles. You always come across things that you have to get used to, things that you have to adjust to. You are always constantly trying to play a game based on the rules that you believe exist. And then ultimately, once in a while, you get a a situation presented to you where you have to kind of think on your feet and make some new rules or bend your rules or just stick to what you know and then press forward. And uh, I think that that's the same with any pursuit, you know. There might be someone listening to this podcast who's actually a comedian voice actor and content creator freelancer who's very keen to get into the corporate world and to climb up the ladder and do the the opposite thing to what I've done and I support you because it's all about finding your truth and finding what you're into and if that's what you want then that's what you want and one thing that happens when you jump into this new game that you actually want to be in is you meet people. You meet people who are doing the same thing, who you both realize that the other person is really into it and you're passionate about this thing. You help each other, you support each other. And I'm really, really grateful and blessed to have an awesome group of people who are following the same sort of path to some extent. Um, I'm talking about the comedians, the freelancers who I work with, Um, I have a few close friends from my childhood who are also 
independent freelancers building their own businesses, all that kind of stuff. And all of these people give me so much support and peace of mind and, um, you know, they, they, they empower me to, to keep pressing forward. And naturally, just like in any pursuit, you come up against people who are uh, a challenge to your path. They might be, for example, in the corporate world, in the world where I, the, where I came from, there was always people who were really good at negotiating, really good at getting what they wanted, really good at pushing things through the business, really good at having their voices heard, at marketing themselves. They they had years of experience, they knew what they were doing, and you could just see it. They were kind of excelling. And when you're not, it's very easy to to compare and contrast and so on, rather than to just speak your truth and get on with what you're doing. And if you're doing what you're doing in that situation and you're doing it to the best of your ability and you really do feel like you are uh, pressing forward, then that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And that's the same principle I have with this new career path is like, I'm just pressing forward. Every single day I have a list of shit to do. It's all to do with making firstly of course enough money to pay for my bills and to get by secondly i'm pursuing these passions that i'm trying to get better at these are very very difficult things to get good at that i'm committing to and um pressing forward with and something i've realized is that even in this new independent freelancer creative entertainment world there's a lot of people who have their own way of conceptualizing this game and not only that they also want to impose that upon other people who are within the game so I mean this is what I mean uh this is what one of the things that everyone knows about the entertainment business I believe is that you're going to rub up against some egos and you're gonna you you basically can't go from you can't go on the upward trajectory, getting better, getting more exposure, getting um, more opportunities and just putting yourself out there without getting some criticism and some blowback. And uh, when that happens, you can either you can do like one of a few things. You know, if you get if you get a criticism from someone who you respect, someone who says it to you in a way that's, um, you know, that that has a good intention, like someone who's your peer and who's like, hey, this thing that you're doing like that, that's not the best way to do it and here's why. Or if someone asks you, for example, like, can I give you some feedback? Those are those are gems. Those are things that you should be paying attention to. It's like when you're in a corporate business and then someone's like, oh, I saw that proposal that you wrote. Have you ever thought about a much shorter introduction, blah, 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 blah. you know, one of these kinds of tips, you can, you can look at that and say, I know what I'm doing, I don't need your help, and kind of push back on it, or you can take it on board and, and you know, integrate that piece of advice from someone who, who has more experience. But there are the kinds of people who will give you a piece of advice or their opinion on what you're doing, and it does not come from a good constructive 
uh, good intended place. It comes more from a place of, I know better, and I just want you to know that I know better. This is something that I came up across many times working in the corporate world, in the startups and so on. People who are just out there to make, just to essentially push their weight around and press forward in their own framework of how they believe that to be true. And now in this kind of entertainment world that I'm in, there's a lot of people who believe that they know the answer and they know how things should be done. And if they don't see how, if they see that you're not doing it that way, they don't just hold their tongue and kind of let you get on with your, what you're doing. They feel the need to make you know that what that they think that what you're doing is not good or they think what you're doing is not right. Um, and it just helps to have peers who you actually respect and know to kind of sense check things with, you know? I got a little bit of a criticism from someone and it was kind of unopportunely said, uncalled for and, and very badly timed, you know? I'd never spoken to this person before and then they had this, um, this thing to say. So I reflected on it, I thought about it and I spoke to the people who I... Uh, respect and care about and I was like what do you think about this this feedback that I received and the overwhelming response was this person that's given you that feedback is a massive egomaniac and has a very clear idea of what they believe this pursuit to be and felt the need to impose their will and their power on you at a time when they didn't have to and it wasn't good intended. It wasn't intended to be constructive or to help you. It was actually quite the opposite. And something I'm coming to terms with is this friend of mine said, dude, if, if you're getting that kind of comment from someone that is so, uh, it's, not a, it's not a constructive comment. It's actually like a, a, it's an exposure of their ego belief in your world. You know, they, you've triggered them by doing what you're doing, living your truth, to the point where they feel they have to impose their will and attack you. So actually, that's a good bit of feedback, because all that means is you're ruffling feathers. You're doing something that has affected someone else in such a way that they have to go out of their way to be a dick to you. That is a positive. So I, I get a lot of uh, uh, solace in that, knowing that what I'm doing is ruffling some feathers. And that's all you have to do. It's the same in the startup world. It's the same in the corporate world that I left. You are 100% responsible for how you market yourself and how you put yourself about in a business, in any kind of dominance structure or hierarchy. And <clears throat> if you're doing something that's receiving negative feedback, and especially ego-defensive negative feedback, then you're probably doing at least partly the right thing. If you're doing something and everyone just loving you and it's all great and hunky-dory, then chances are you're playing it safe and you're not, you're not really living your truth and you're not really putting yourself out there. You have to be willing to embarrass yourself. You have to be willing to have shame and criticism. And when it comes, 
you take the the useful stuff that you can learn from and incorporate it and all the rest of it you just kind of take it on the chin just like a just like in a fight you 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 have to take a couple of punches to give one it's the same thing it's the same thing in jiu jitsu sometimes when someone's got your back you've got to do something that exposes you even more in order to be able to hip escape and get out um so that's something that uh, uh i will definitely keep doing is living my truth and accepting whatever kind of criticism and blowback i'm quite proud of the way i reacted to that in the moment i sort of just took it on the chin smiled thought in my head wow this person's cold blooded and then i just moved on didn't think about it too much because if you get stuck thinking about what someone else has said when they're that kind of character and it's not coming from a place of construction and it's not coming up from a place of you know I want to help you or I'm just pointing this out to you to help you and it's coming more from a place of I want to impose my will then it's very easy now I find it very easy now to just take that on the chin and not make too much of it and that's something that's changed since I changed uh career because I remember there was a time where I would have taken that very personally. I would have thought about it for weeks. I would have questioned everything. I would have thought, "Oh my god, I'm not doing this right. You know, this person has dressed me down and da 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 da." And I just don't feel that way anymore because here's the clinker, the kicker is that I know what I'm doing is the right thing. I know what I'm doing is the truth coming out as i know it that's that's all it is is like i am certain that what i'm doing is my truth is it perfect is it excellent is it flawless no it's none of those things but is it the truth is it how i actually am is it what i'm actually trying to do yes it is and and that's all i can bank on is the fact that i know what i'm doing is the right thing to press forward there might be 1000 things that are wrong there might be all kinds of things that need to be fixed need to be changed and i will find that out through truthful work so to summarize this uh this thought piece i guess i would just say that no matter what pursuit you're doing It seems to me like you're going to run up against a lot of the similar characters. So you're going to have peers, you're going to have people who you respect, you're going to have people who you look up to, you're going to have people who you can really kind of connect with on a personal level and help each other and open up like that and, you know, create deep connections that are beyond just the work and the passion and actually become very very lovely friendships. And there's going to be a lot of people who you don't connect with and you don't speak to and you don't um you know get very close to but that you still respect and you still you know consider and you still look up to let's say you're still inspired by and then there's also going to be people who are openly out there sharking just trying to push their sharp elbows upon everyone in their way and just plowing forward in the only way they know imposing their will and uh not giving a fuck about how 
anything they say or do comes across. And that's just the way it is. That's It sort of just seems to me to be a, a case of personality. It's a case of personality, upbringing. Um, there's so much... There's so much depth there, like how, why are people how they are? There's millions of reasons, this multifaceted um, conundrum. And uh, the only thing that you can rely on is knowing in your heart of hearts that what you're doing is your truth. You're doing things to the best of your current ability. You're putting in the hours. You're being true to yourself, you're being true to your message, you're being true to your your deep, deep feelings, and then everything else will just sort itself out. It might not seem like it day to day. You might have like a really terrible day, everything goes wrong, all of the stuff that you set up is not working, blah, blah, blah. All Like, imagine the worst possible scenario. But as long as you keep doing the same right things, it seems like over time things even out and the universe knows when you're working hard and you're pressing towards something and you're doing it the right way. Come what may, regardless of the constructive criticism, the destructive criticism, as long as you, what you're doing is right in your heart, that's all you can do. So that's something that has definitely crystallized in my um, framework, in my frame of mind over the last recent while and uh, ultimately more of the same. That's basically what I'm in. So I'll give you guys a little bit of an update on the shows. I've been hosting a show now for a couple of weeks now in a row. It's been a really, really interesting experience to not only perform comedy, but also to host the show and to be the kind of moderator part of the show and keep the energy up and keep people going and introducing the d different comedians, keeping the show uh, ticking along, doing some crowd work. That's another thing that I need to get better at is uh, interacting with the crowd more often. And another huge part of this whole effort has been the marketing, you know? You need to get people in the room. You need to not only come up with a nice creative and some graphics and so on and then promote it on the right social media channels but also to invest in some ads and to do you know lengthy postings and to be messaging people actively and you know kind of treating it like a business pipeline like a sales pipeline you're trying to get people to order a ticket and to turn up and to be there um so that's been a really really useful and incredibly enlightening and eye-opening experience. I'm not 100% sure exactly what the future looks like in terms of the next few months with this show because it's currently a very, very difficult climate to get people into a indoor venue to watch comedy. It's very, very hot. It's the height of summer. We've got the Euro Championships pressing forward. Everyone is busy. Everyone is outside in the sun. So every single show that I've been to has been kind of half to quarter full, plus all of the residual restrictions that exist and so on. There's a hell of a lot of barriers right now. So I'm doing my best to keep the show going. But obviously there are other factors out with my control, including the club owner, the promoter, 
the, 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 the current climate that I just described. So like I said before, earlier in this episode, I'm just pressing forward. I'm doing what I think is the right thing to do. I've got a couple of conversations on with other venues about some other shows. And I know that if I keep doing this and keep moving forward, then all of this is going to pay off. And every single time that I host a show and that I perform at a show, it's just getting better. It's more experience. It's more comfort. It's another opportunity to get out there and keep moving forward in the game within which I choose to play. So quite a reflective episode this week, I would say. Um, I hope you guys, whoever's listening to this, enjoy these episodes where I'm really trying to be open and share how I feel about things and my frame of mind, my the way that I try to look at the world and the, try to look at these games that I'm playing. Um, it's been a really great process to, to keep doing this weekly podcast and to keep my mind open, keep investigating things. I've definitely even changed my mind on some things as I've been doing the show, which is exactly what I wanted. I'd never want to be stuck in a belief or stuck in an idea that isn't serving anymore. So I want to thank the people who are listening to this because all of that is a motivation for me to keep doing this. And um, I'll definitely keep going with the show on a weekly basis, you will always be able to expect this. And um, all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening. Like I said before, if you're a recurring listener and you're getting regular value from the show and you're tuning in often, then I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you're a new person listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By all means, go back and look at the rest of the catalogue. There's been loads of interesting um, topics discussed, either by myself or with some weird and wonderful people within my life. I'm definitely going to have more interviews, more um, deep dives into these topics like ancient civilizations, consciousness, dreaming, all sorts of stuff. Um, I really appreciate you, whoever you are. Thank you for listening. You could be listening to literally any of millions and millions of shows now. There's so much content out there. And for whatever reason, you're here. And I'm really, really appreciative of it. So thank you very much. I've been your host for this week. Really looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks a lot. Lots of love. Catch you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved.